The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. All learning is this like cycle. You have experience and then you have reflection. And if you can speed up that cycle by having a lot of little experiments, figure out what's going on, get the feedback, then move a different direction. Um, as you know, you're not obeying some all-knowing oracle of leadership, you're figuring it out together. So you made it. It's Friday, and today is our final masterclass with Dan Coyle on the art and science of building great team cultures. Today, Dan's joining us one more time to talk about the power of experimentation. And you can't just experiment once or twice. As Dan's about to tell us, you have to experiment relentlessly. If the lessons of the last two years could be distilled into two words, they would be things change, hybrid work, social justice issues, the shifting norms and values around work itself. They all add up to pose the same question to every group. How do you navigate change? How do you, on the fly, change the way you work together? And the answer is to experiment experiment, and then experiment some more. Because building culture is not like following a recipe. It's not like putting together Legos. You don't just follow a set of steps and expect to get results. You have to be in conversation with the process. You have to play and probe and test things and see what happens and amplify small wins. Pixar did this in a key moment in their history after they hit a roadblock with their second feature film. The film wasn't going well. It was in bad shape and in desperation. They took it away from the director and put it to a group of filmmakers they called the Brain Trust. That group met shoulder to shoulder around the film, trying to fix it. And together with the director, they were able to elevate that film to what became the Pixar standard. Basically, They acted like the kindergartners building the spaghetti tower. They tried stuff. They saw what worked. And what better way to succeed than to get shoulder to shoulder around a problem, to try stuff and see what works. Because in the end, your group's culture is not about who you are. It's about the actions you take together, starting now. Experiment relentlessly. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and how we can apply that in our lives and in our cultures. Yeah, I think we've, we kind of all have inherited this model of leadership where there's like, there's, there's a strong special individual that knows the answer that there's someone up there, someone up the chain of command, who's just smarter, more motivated, that knows what to do. And if we just do what that person says, we're where everything's going to work out fine, that we should just build a strategy and follow the strategy, execute the strategy. Well, that maybe used to work when you were building like car factories in the 1930s. Um, maybe it even worked with uh, Steve Jobs, you know, was sort of the last model of that leader. But all the models of that leader that have come along lately, and I'm thinking of Elizabeth Holmes, I'm thinking of Travis Kalanick, I'm thinking of every time there's been somebody who said, I'm, I have the answers, I'm different than everybody else, I'm smarter than everybody else, it usually doesn't work out very well. Um, 
And so I think what you find in successful organizations is they've moved away from that idea that there can be a special person. And they've moved into this different space where it's like, we don't really know what's going on, but we're going to experiment in this direction and we're going to figure out what's going on. Satya Nadella uh, says it really clearly. He says, we have to move away from being know-it-alls to being learn-it-alls. And experimentation is the best form of learning ever invented, um, where you're not sort of doing it haphazardly. You're doing it purposely, probing. The world is a very complex, fast-moving place. The best way to figure out what's going on is we can't just sort of sit in a room and think about it and figure it out. We actually have to do something. We actually have to try something in that space, see what happens, and then learn from that, get feedback. You know, all learning is this like cycle. You have experience and then you have reflection. You have experience and then you have reflection. And if you can speed up that cycle by having a lot of little experiments, figure out what's going on, get the feedback, then move a different direction. Um, as the, as you know, you're not obeying some all knowing oracle of leadership, you're figuring it out together. And that's what you find in these good cultures. They're places where the leaders will say, um, well, what should we do in this area? I, I don't know what we should do. Um, maybe Steve Jobs did, but I don't. Um, let's try three things. Let's, let's put some cross-functional teams together. Let's do some experiments and let's figure out what, ha- what happened. And then let's go from there. That kind of leadership ends up being a really effective way to navigate today's landscape. Mm. It strikes me that the common theme in all these big ideas is really humility and that being humble is not just sort of a nice quality, but actually can really uh, motivate people, make people feel like they belong, inspire them to to experiment together, and really improve the culture and the bottom line of any given organization. Do you think humility is sort of the the master value at work here? I like that. I think I think that's I think that's deeply true. You know, we normally think of Humility is this kind of moral virtue that you're a nice person if you're humble. And, and that's true. That is true. But I think it goes way beyond that. I, I think it is the new smart in, in, in a very deep way because it has, it's this multi, it affects your own thinking where you might be, you know, we have these brains that love to jump to conclusions and are deeply biased. Humility is an antidote to that. Um, it helps you connect with others. Uh, we have these, these brains that sometimes don't want to connect and want to be selfish. Well, humility lets other people in the room and makes you curious about other people's opinions. And it's kind of the lubricant that lets you build a group brain and let that group brain connect over and over again. And that's sort of the most powerful force there is when you can get a bunch of humble people, um, not that there isn't a place for ambition, not that there isn't a place to think big or have a vision. Um, I think that part of it is really important. So if you have 100% super, super humble people all the time, maybe that's, um, maybe that's not the greatest organization in the world. But having humility be right at the core of who you are is a, is a really, really strong place to start. Yeah, and I think the, the guidelines you offer in this playbook can teach us how to functionalize that humility. So it's not just a virtue, but it's sort of a process. It's something, it's an action that we're all taking every day. I like that. Well, Dan, I am humbled to have been uh, in conversation with you. Uh, I really enjoy your writing and your speaking, and it's a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for sharing your big ideas with us. Hugely enjoyed it, Michael. Thanks for making it happen. And thank you, listeners. I hope you got something out of this five-episode mini-series on the art and science of building a great team culture. 
Remember, if you missed any of my conversations with Dan, all five episodes are available in our Next Big Idea daily feed. They're also available on our LinkedIn page. And if you download our Next Big Idea app, you'll find lots of great wisdom from Dan Coyle and other big thinkers. And come back next week when I'm going to be talking with author, artist, and entrepreneur Becky Blades about the surprising power of starting more than you can finish. All the episodes this week were written and produced by me, Michael Kovnett. Our executive producers are Caleb Bissinger and Rufus Griscom. Sound design by Jason Freeman. The Next Big Idea Daily is a proud member of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. See you Monday. Hey folks, if you'd like to go deeper on this or any other episode in the series, sign up for the Next Big Idea Daily Newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll be sharing resources, starting conversations, and taking loyal listeners like you behind the scenes. Just follow the link in our episode notes.